Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Pros, of course. I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazdy Lambray, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, my partner on the west side of Los Angeles, Nando Vila, man, reporting live, man. What's going on? I'm doing good. I got a fucking got a mic ready set up this time, uh, you. you know, for the people. Uh, yeah, no more AirPod. Uh, well, they got to hear your voice, man. They got to hear the timbre <laughs> of your voice out there. We're, we're doing, what is that shit called? ASMR yeah. up in here these days, man. So they, they're going to love that. Last we, week. We were just ahead. talking about the, the, the kids, uh, the youth these days, and yeah. how, they're not, how they're not fucking. And they're just like, That's they're just like they're watching. Entertained by. Yeah, 10 hours of YouTube of someone like putting their face in an orange or some shit, you know? Bruh, or eating a bag of potato chips really close to a mic in a completely <laughs> silent room. It, uh, th- these kids are fucking weird. I know. And so, you know, what's so funny. Um, I was on TYT on, on Chank's show old school a few weeks ago. Um, and he asked us a really cool question. I thought he was like, what is your most conservative, what you would deem like a right wing mm-hmm. trait? And I told him this shit about kids and young people and that we give a fuck about what they have to say or think. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. Idiot. He was like, what's the threshold? I'm like, bro, get the 26, 27 fam. And then I'll start like actually caring about what you have to say about life and what your principles and your morals and all of that shit. Before that, Nick, like. Bro, you've never done anything. You've never been through anything. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, like all of this shit, like, 
Bro, there's certain things that younger people do bring to the workplace where it's just like, yeah, you know, like a woman shouldn't have her tits grabbed at the job. Like, yeah, I'm glad younger people ushered that into the workplace of just like, guys, like, I know this shit was cool in like 94, but like boomer person that I work with, like, no, you shouldn't tell me how nice a freaking skirt hugs my ass. Like, <laughs> not at work. Like, we just shouldn't do that. Like, there's certain things that they've introduced, but like, all the bitching and moaning and entitlement, like, yo, I got hired yesterday and why am I not VP yet? And it's just <laughs> like, bruh, like, they just fucking suck and just... Again, it's not that we should be knocking out the idealism of young people and they should be, you know, you should be idealistic and and you should be very strident in your views and all of that. But me as a nigga who's 36, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Like a 22-year-old or a 21-year-old and yes, they're the future. When they become the future, great, good for them. For now, I'm not going to incorporate their mindset into my fucking life. It's just not going to happen. And I will engage them in conversation because it's nice to know how people think and why they think the things that they do. But the amount of just country that we give to young people, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, young people. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just sorry. Like, you know, I, that's just a, a, a tangent. That is definitely my one right-wing view is that young people are stupid and we shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I guess mine would be... I, I've, like, turned really hard against a kind of techno-progressivism you know that not just the internet new is better social media yeah that new is better and 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 it, and it fits certainly with technology like uh like i'm i'm starting to think not so not just the internet but all yeah but like all technology like is all of it. it's just making life a little bit worse like that there was probably like a bell shaped uh thing where like technology like you know electricity undoubtedly made people's lives better right like but yes <laughs> yeah. but like you know, we're starting to get to the point where the car made yeah, people's lives yeah. better. Yes. Well, now it's better making us now it's making it worse. Right, um, right. And and a train, an older technology than a car, is actually better. It's um, better. You know, like a subway and a train is better than a car. But um, that that techno progress is 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 not something that I think should be celebrated um, that much anymore. But the other thing is that. Um, I have this kind of very old school mentality around political arguments in that um, I don't think that there should be any new ideas. Um, like, <laughs> I just don't think, I think most of the debates that we could ever have about politics, especially as we live under capitalism, we're already kind of had by much smarter Russians in Moscow, in St. Petersburg yeah. in 1912, you know, like in some coffee shop in Paris or Berlin, you know, like those, those debates um, have been had and hashed out and fought over bitterly. And, and, and the, and the, you know, the, the, the stuff that came out of that is probably is more salient than it ever has been. And, um, and that you, when young people are like, you know, you always meet this certain kind of young 
Striver, who um, is like 22 and got straight A's and was like the star of their college and the star of their whatever. And they're always like, you know, civically minded. They want to make the world a better place. But they have this idea of like, what we need to do is have like a fresh new, uh, you know, uh, take uh, solutions on, you know, the problems of today. And, you know, old, you know, it's like, bro. It's the, the same, same problems. problems. Yeah. It's the same problems. The the people at the top are hoarding all our shit. Yeah. They're turning us against each other. Yeah. <laughs> They're making us fight their wars. Yeah. Oh, like it's the same shit. Same shit. It's the same shit. <laughs> it's the yeah. same shit. They're fucking using us as cannon fodder, bro. Yeah. Like it's the same story in time and memoriam. Um and not to get all like Marxist, you know, <laughs> dialectical materialists in here. But the bottom line is when you actually read the text, like this motherfucker was fucking prescient as hell. Like it's yeah. just a fact. Just yeah. go actually read what he's saying about the systems that are creating and shaping the world. He's just like, yo, bro. This shit is going to turn people into alienated people. Like the idea yeah. that a person should make their life about creating widgets so some other person can have four yachts. Like, th- like this is just not going to breed a group of people who are happy, who feel fulfilled. They're like, th- this is not what we should be striving for. And like literally step by step, like this is why this is going to create this. Like this shit is not even that complicated, yeah. but you know, um, I'm supposed to care about whether some trans kid gets to play little league baseball. Like, I mean, Look, man, I want the kids to be happy, but bro, we got bigger problems. <laughs> like we just do. I want the kids to have a good time at school and, and recreationally. Like I really, really, really do. Um, and in the cases where that happens, I would hope like that the adults could be sensible about handling it. I really, really do. But like the bottom line is that shit doesn't affect like 99 out of 100 people. Yeah. You know, and to make the entire discourse, the, the, the to put all of our energies. And some people would say, oh, that's a false narrative. We can do everything. I don't actually believe that. I don't think we can do everything. I, I, that's never been proven to be the case. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I just, and I do think, and again, like, there's a lot of, um, people our age who are very invested in um, those kinds of things. Um, but I do think it's it's like literally like they want to be hip to young people. Straight up. They want to feel like they're cool. Yeah. Like I'm not some crusty old person. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty crusty and old, man. Like motherfuckers, you know. <sighs> Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then it's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. 
You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. And and we're going to get into the Dems and we're going to get into Biden. And we talked about the Republicans, the mess that is over there. But like, and and this is not the first time that I've said this on the show. um, These people who are so stridently, you know, Democratic Party, pom-pom, waving ass motherfuckers. I'm like, bro, in 2023... Again, I'm not saying the Republicans are better. I'm saying you should not wave the pom-poms for the Dems just because they're not Republicans. Okay? Yeah. Um, show me the proof of concept, man. Like, show me a, a situation where Democrats are running that thing and it is just humming. It's just singing, boy. Like, it is just, wow. That is the model for society, for what people should point at and say, this is what we need to be doing more of, right? Um, and, and that's not to say a place like Los Angeles is like some dystopia. I think that, I think that's where the right wing loses me, where they try to describe someone like Los Angeles or New York as some like hellscape. Yeah, of I was just know, in Miami. Blade Runner. Was I was just in Miami for Labor Day weekend, um, where I'm from, and. Um, <laughs> You know, people like will come up to me, not come up to you like on the street or anything, but I talk to some people who are like, well, I mean, you know, like what's happening in California? And I'm like, what's happening in California? <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, uh, you know, they're like, well, you know, and like, they'll say things like to me, um, um, you know, like what the new thing, and I'm sure this came from some Fox News thing or something, um, was um, these squatters' rights. And I'm like, I'm sure that that's happened, you know, where like, uh, you know, someone squatted in someone's apartment and they won a settlement. Yeah, or whatever. But like, yeah. but like, I haven't heard of anyone in my life where that's happened to them, you know? Well, also, what I would say to those people is like people who own second homes to make money off of rents. I feel unsympathetic to I just do. I'm sorry. Like, like, I like those are the victims in that crime. I, I like, yeah. I'm not somebody who is like, wow, that corporation that owns 20 properties, there are people squatting in some of their buildings. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I don't care about that. Um, I think what's happening with legitimate homelessness is is fucked up i think people and there are two schools of thought to this like they're like i I was explaining to a friend i was like yo if you go to 
People talk about drug usage and mental health. I'm like, go to West Virginia right now. They're doing all the fucking opioids, all the drugs. Motherfuckers are strung out. There's virtually no homelessness. You know why? Because it's affordable to get a house. Yeah, it's cheap. To live somewhere. You can afford to live somewhere. I'm like in Los Angeles, in New York, in well, San Francisco. It's impossible to yeah. afford rent. And we're inventing more homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not shocking that there are more homeless people in richer cities. And it makes total sense, you know, like that poor cities have fewer homeless people. I mean, you would think it's the opposite, right? Um, and it's but- not people talk about the drug uses. Oh, people are coming to California to be homeless. I'm like, bro, they've done the studies. The people who are homeless here are from here, bro. Yeah. They're not from Wisconsin. They didn't come yeah. from Wisconsin to become yeah, homeless. Yeah, like get, get on the Greyhound bus with like a stick and a little knapsack to, to of be Of course there are cases where that happens, but they've done the studies. Most of the people who are homeless are from the area where, yeah. where they are homeless at. Yeah. And it, like it 80, makes, 90% of the people are. I mean, and that's, you know, like, I mean, I think that that's a good segue to um, this tweet that I saw t- uh, this week. That Could you I bring think, that up for us, Jerv? So it was by a guy named Zach Beauchamp, who I haven't heard of in a while, but he used to be at Vox, I think, and he used to be at Think Progress. He's like your classic liberal millennial journalist opinion guy, you know, um, been around forever just a total, total kind of liberal cheerleader, uh, Democratic Party cheerleader, blah, blah, blah. Um, And he wrote this tweet um, where he, quote, tweeted um, some poll numbers that came out in which uh, Brandon's head to head against the Republican field um, looks pretty bad, you know, because Brandon's poll numbers are overall and his approval rating is really, really low. Um, so, for example, like head to head against Trump, it's Trump 47, Brandon 46, you know, head to head against uh, DeSantis, DeSantis 47, Brandon 47, head to head against Nikki Haley, uh, Nikki Haley 49, Brandon 43, you know, and all the way down the line with all these jokers from the Republican Party, Brandon is either tied or slightly behind. He's or, underwater. <laughs> yeah. He's struggling, you know, and Zach Beauchamp's takeaway, he goes, the greatest puzzle of 2024 so far, why Biden's approval ratings and head-to-head poll numbers are so bad in the midst of a booming economy. And it's like, man, like, and and, and he's not the only liberal, so I don't want to pick on him. He's not the only liberal person to say, like, what are you talking about? The economy's doing great. Look at all these numbers. And, like, by some conventional measures, like, say, GDP growth and maybe unemployment, um, the United States is doing quite well in those numbers. But then you look at things like rent prices, like housing costs, <laughs> uh, you know, the percentage of your income that goes to, to that goes to your housing, the percentage of your income that now is is hoovered up by healthcare or, you know, food prices, you know, like inflate. I mean, was have you been out to fucking dinner or lunch in L.A. at not like a nice so, place, like any random ass fucking place? Bro, bro, it is I insane. was insane. So I know people are tired of me talking about my trip to Europe, but I I'm was, not. I, I was, hear more about it. I was, I finally filed my expenses for Stockholm, um, like two days ago. And I'm literally, so like when you put it into like the concur shit, you know, you, you got to put it in, like I spent 300 Swedish, whatever their, uh, currency is called. And then they do the conversion and like, you know, like, I think it's, it's like 
nine and a half percent. So if something costs two hundred dollars in Sweden, it's like a little under eighteen. It's like eighteen bucks or so yeah. um, in American dollars. And I was doing my like, you know, like because I'm literally looking at the receipts, like because I'm filing these expenses and I'm looking at these itemized receipts. And I'm just like, yo, living in Stockholm is so much fucking cheaper it's than crazy. Los Angeles. It's it's insane. Like going it's, out to a nice dinner with friends, alcohol, bro, dessert. It's two impossible. A person. If it's two people, it's going to cost two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Yeah, straight absolutely. up. Absolutely. $275. That fucking dinner, bro. One of my colleagues um, from my from my job who, who spent a he 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 spent a month in San Sebastian in the north of Spain uh, earlier this summer in June. Um, with his wife and kids that he like worked from out there for a while, you know, did his vacation, but also worked, spent a month there. And he was like, I, so I'm paying double rent, right? Like I'm paying rent in my, my house in LA. And I'm also paying for like the Airbnb that I stayed in for a month. And he's like, I did the numbers and I actually saved money. Even though I was, yeah, even though I'm double paying rent. Like the, the, the day-to-day expenses are so expensive. And that's an Airbnb right? that's not even a rent for yeah. lease. Like if he was staying there for a year, his housing would It'd have be been so much that much cheaper. Yeah. It's insane. So when yeah. the economy is booming, booming for who? Yeah. It's booming by like some measures that are just incomplete, right? Like yeah. they're they're useful to look at in some like it's useful to look at the unemployment rate. It's useful to look at GDP growth. You can look at that, but you have to look at other figures also. Like, and I think housing costs is is a big one, especially in the you know Brandon's base, liberal, right. wealthy cities. That's where yes. the fucking rent is crazy, and not even yes. just. I'm not talking about just New York, LA, and San Francisco, which everyone hears right. about, but Miami, Florida, one of the most rent. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Fucking even even DC. The, even the metro areas of red states, which again are democratic these days, yes. democratic, right? Like Wichita, Kansas, like probably Louisville, Kentucky yeah. is a democratic stronghold. Yeah, those places also are are like cities are suffering from from high rent because because no one in the fucking Democratic Party or in any party in America ever thinks about housing costs as a political issue. Like it's just a thing that just. Is, the, is like the natural state of being. When, again, one of those crusty old left arguments from forever, this is fucking, goes back to fucking Engels, okay? Like Marx and Engels, right? like, this is We're fucking, talking about 1840, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a, 200 yeah. years ago, guys. He wrote a, a, a whole paper on, on, on housing under capitalism that if you don't, like if the state doesn't literally just kind of rein it in intervene, and yeah. intervene like the natural order of things is for the housing costs to just go up 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 and up and up you know and for let because it's the it's like it's something that you cannot live without so anything in capitalism like that you can't live without well the state should, they can, should they, regulate exactly because if not the people who own the shit will just fucking extract it from you because, because like, what are you, you need do? To- yeah <laughs> It's it, yeah, it's no different than pharmaceuticals. And shouts to Brandon for like finally yeah. doing something about reining in some of those costs. Like that's an actual win. Has he been going around fucking Florida? No, he can't do it. Michigan and all of these places and be like, "Yo, I did this shit for you." He's not doing it. By the way, shouts to Nate Silver who 
Um, he was part of the big chop at ESPN, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But I think um, as a public, we've gained because he started a sub stack. And what I like about his new sub stack, I think you should check it out, Nando. Right. Um, he's Hello. somebody who has felt deeply wounded by the libs, particularly mm. on the internet. And he's very annoyed by them. And they're like um, just feelings first, analysis of everything. And just being like objective and it like objectivity makes you like semi right wing and like he's just felt very wounded by them so i like the work that he's doing at his Substack. it's actually pretty, pretty fucking dope. yeah nice. it's it's really good stuff um but yeah he puts something out and he's like of course Biden's age is a legitimate voter concern, bro. Three-fourths of U.S. adults say Joe Biden is too old to run for a second term. This motherfucker would be 82 um, in January of 2025 to be sworn in. He That's would be insane. 86 by the time he left. That is insane. Yeah. Okay, and people aren't dumb. They just watch Mr. McConnell obviously survive dying, dying, just survive the stroke. Yeah, <laughs> he clearly he, had a stroke, a severe yeah. stroke, and yeah. he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm still going to work." And he's on live TV, literally, like Nando said, dying. Yeah. People, people like, this isn't even like complicated. These guys are old. Mitch McConnell. I mean, the, the stroke thing really got to me because this man is old as fuck. He's rich as fuck. Yeah. Like Mick, Mick, Mick McConnell did that whole thing with his wife and got all the money. You know what I mean? Like he's rich Bruh, as fucking fuck. And he is, as far if you are a real died in the wool Republican establishment standard bearer, Mitch McConnell did work for you guys. Oh, he's, he's a, a servant. fucking he's a soldier. hero, bro. Yeah. He's, He's a, a war hero, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. talking about purple hearts for that cohort. <laughs> yeah. He's put yeah. it in for them, yeah. bro. He yeah. has done everything. Like this guy is a Hall of Fame Republican. He's a ha first ballot. First ballot. Number one with a yeah. bullet Republican. Yeah. He's going to be forgotten about, like five years after he dies. Like no one's going to remember him. Bro, yeah. I won't. Yeah. This guy did the work, bro. Yeah. When yeah. you talk about deregulating this shit to hell, Packing the courts, yeah. you know, tax cuts out the wazoo, all the things that they really, truly care about. Yeah. Bro, he did the work. Like, bro, the job is finished. It's like Jordan with six rings. Like, look at the Supreme Court, bro. Yeah. Look at all of the win. Like, this guy has won, won. He's done nothing but win for these guys. And he's still up there. Well, that's no what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. This guy is like literally rotting away on live TV. He's rich as fuck. He's old as fuck. And he still gets up to work every morning. He's like, let me just fucking screw the people just a little bit more. Bit more. <laughs> he's like, I need to get a little bit more in there. Let me just fucking make everyone's life a little bit just more bit miserable. Yeah. You know, like it's a true, true psycho shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the back to Biden, like, I think the point about his age is not like, you know, it's not just to be like annoying about it, but like the fact that he can't be out there energetically and forcefully 
talking about this Medicare reform, which again, I think is bro, a pretty it's a, meaningful it's a, reform. It's meaningful, bro. It just yeah. is. And it's meaningful for a cohort of people who vote like a motherfucker. Yeah, the old people. Dude, I don't know any, I don't know if any of my friends know that he did this. Like any of my friends. There's like, no chance. Like, yeah, this is like, there's been no You've fanfare. You've gotta be a fucking political dork like us to like even know this happened, bro. Like he's, bro, this guy, so, much as I hate Barry, and yes, yeah. I hate that motherfucker. Like, as the days go on, I got to send you this article that this dude did um, where he talked to a guy that wrote a book basically debunking all of Barry's myths. Like, the myths that he created in his, like, quote-unquote autobiographies and memoirs. Like, he's he basically fact-checked Barry, and he wrote a book about the fact-checking. And, like, he's like, bro, there's a legitimate, interesting story here. But Barry made his own myth, and, like, the people just bought it whole cloth. Um, and he just does a fascinating interview, and he's just like, this guy is kind of like an empty, vapid, just vain motherfucker, and he really just stands for nothing. But whatever. Much as I hate Barry, that's just a side, side on bar. Believe me, if Barry would have passed these Medicare price cuts... Um, for oh, pharmaceutical drugs. Oh my lord! It. You would yeah. have never heard the end of it, bro. He'd be still talking about it right now. Seven years later, he'd be bringing it up. Are you shitting me? Yeah. He it, Barry knew how to fucking sell his accomplishments, bro. He just did, and that's why he always stayed popular. Relatively, his shit never dipped below like fifty-five percent, bro. He stayed popular. He yeah. stayed popular yeah. even when he was failing, even when he was just so obviously. People liked him. People liked him. People liked Obama. People liked people liked the fact that he he projected strength and leadership. You know, like there was something interesting that happened during COVID was in that a lot of the gov most of the governors, that, re Republican or Democrat, during COVID, especially during like the initial kind of scary lockdown what the fuck's gonna happen phase when they were out there like all day talking on tv like obviously the andrew cuomo thing was yeah, really famous but it like became more popular but every, all of the governors came more popular because they're even out there fucking, fucking cuomo, being leaders even, even if they're not cuomo doing anything sucks the worst cuomo guy sucks dick bro yeah. and he was so fucking popular during covid bro he was people everybody's like, liberal zaddy oh cuomo was zaddy yeah he was zaddy. but it, people like the, their leaders, their political leaders, even if they don't necessarily know why or what program they did or whatever, they like them to be out there and projecting strength and leadership yes. and and confidence. And you know, Brandon, um, you know, he just doesn't because first of all, they don't let him out there. They never let him out there, even though they should. I think they should. I don't I care. I think he would do uh, fine, bro. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And the mistakes, people don't care about that so much, man. Like, just come out and explain why. Like, bro, this nigga Barry would have had a fucking 10-point PowerPoint. Happy birthday, Bernie. Oh, That's you gotta watch this. Bro, you gotta watch this. Look at this snack. Look at this gold glove. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. No, Brandon's not doing that. No, Brandon's not doing that. Bernie, who is old as fuck too. Uh, it's oh. his birthday today. It's his birthday today. And uh, Jane, oh. 
Jane Sanders, his wife, tweeted out a video of Bernie playing softball in his backyard with his grandson. And Bernie's pitching and, and his, his grandson is, is hitting. And Bernie throws a, you know, throws a fastball like right down the middle. Uh, his grandson hits a line drive right back at him. And Bernie is like fucking Greg Maddox out there with a yeah. the gold glove. Just Period. snagging that line drive, and and his grandson is so pissed he slams his bat on Bro. the on the plate. It's a great Period. video. And I know we're a bit. I know we're a bit of a, a Bernie occultist here. I get that, uh, but it's just true. Like the guy actually still has some vigor. Trump does. Like, and and that's the other thing, Nando. It's like remember when Trump? It was like all the show he's seen. Now he's going this. He's going that. Liberals were saying all the time. You can't look at Joe Biden and tell me this guy's not worse than Trump in that department. Yeah. And they went and made a big stink about Trump's age and this and that. And then we elected Brandon and he's just Trump was out there every day. Another guy who was just out there every single day, you know, stumping for his bullshit. And the supporters just loved it. It's like, what is Biden giving people? And like, yeah. And then, of course, it's not as if people like, well, we should just throw Kamala in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, talk about an act. Yeah. I mean, talk about a token hire. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, nobody thinks that's like, there's nobody, even your most lib friends, Nando. At no point would you have a conversation at a party and be like, you know, I think Kamala would be sick in there. She would like really kill it if she got the opportunity. Nobody thinks that. Yeah. You'd be a fucking lunatic to think that. Yeah. And so, you know, and we, we're a ways out, obviously. We're a year out until voting actually begins. And so much can happen between now and then. But it's like, oh, God, the Dems, man. Talk about just resting on your laurels. And they might they like could easily lose to Trump again. Like, this is like. Uh, it, there's like, no doubt in my mind that they. Yeah. Like, what? Like, easily. Like, they're, they're, they're playing so close. anything more than a coin flip, you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's in the best cases if it's a coin right which again you know trump barely lost in 2020 you know yes. like i don't think people realize how it wasn't a blowout no it was not and and, and he lost Obama and romney and he lost like, even though he had lost his mojo like i think trump in that in that campaign had completely lost his mojo he was obsessed with the Mueller shit the russia shit which nobody gave a fuck about nobody not even his supporters like <laughs> And now he's like forgotten about that, which is good. He's still a little bit too, he's going a little too hard on the election stuff, which I think no one actually really cares I about either. Um, but uh, but he's kind of regaining his mojo a little bit, the mo the 2016 uh, uh, magic. And, um, and, and man, that's like a scary prospect because, because I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I, I also kind of underrate Brandon when the chips are down and he's back against the wall because he's, he's a survivor and, you know, he, he ended up, pulling it out in the end in 2020 and maybe he does it again like remember remember like when he came out in those debates and we were like oh my god this, this is, is gonna be bad and then you know he came out yeah. swinging and he was pretty good you know um i think he still got something in the tank they just gotta let him out there man like they really do and that's why he's that's why he's got i think people goals. would like him he's likable he's super likable super likable he's super likable he just feels like your next door neighbor older gentleman who you like he's not this buttoned up you know like i think about some of these cats man and i'm just like 
the people that y'all try to trot out there, like Gavin fucking Newsom, you know, another just a disaster. Just like, like such an obvious oh my ball. God, he's so clearly a creep. He's so clearly the guy that hits on your girlfriend when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, like <clears throat> he's so clearly that guy, and you know the the Brandon people have sort of spanked him a little bit. Like, yo, bro, fall back, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know nobody wants you. Um, but like just some of the people that they try to champion, it's just like Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, you know it's 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 just to give you an update on the Dems. We don't need to be doom and gloom. It's still super early. You know, in the context of all of this stuff. But yeah, it's right now, you don't have a sunny outlook about how things are going to turn out in November for these cats. It's just hard to have a very sunny outlook, um, all things considered. Anyway, that's our show for today. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my man, John Gervais, for producing the show, keeping things running on the ones and twos of course my man Nando Vila in the west side we will see you guys next week peace